0: hello hello hi how are you doing over there in um in where you live
1: <laughs> i'm you know having the time of my life how about you
0: you know what things are turning around
1: <laughs> that's great
0: so we have some stuff to talk about
1: yeah you have a longer list than i do
0: i, I do and i want to start off with something fun okay which is so i don't know if you saw the tweet by hannah hannah dickinson that's going viral or went viral i guess last week on twitter do you know what i'm talking about at all no okay i just think it's very funny it says if you weren't sure how bad things have gotten amazon is out of podcast mics Love that. Luckily for us, we already have them. <laughs> That's the fun news. <laughs> but I do have weird news. And I kind of want your... Not kind of. I'm interested in your thought process behind it. Okay. Um, it's it's about Trump's secretary chief, uh, Richard Grenell, who okay. looks like, I'd say... Any dad at a soccer game. How do you spell Grenell? G-R-E-N-E-L-L. Right? Grenell? I would say Grenell. Grenell.
1: Oh, yeah. He kind of looks like Chris Harrison.
0: Oh, yeah. I can definitely see that. So, okay. He's decided (laughs) that the U.S might stop sharing intelligence with anti-gay countries
1: oh yes, I heard about that
0: yeah and I'm kind of baffled by it yeah I'm like wait why is this happening today? why is it, well who is this guy why why is such a progressive but like also terrible I don't I'm not really sure thing happening. Under this present, I, I don't know. There's, I have so many questions about it. Let's see. So he's the
1: acting director of national intelligence.
0: He said, We can't simply make the moral argument and expect others to respond in kind because telling others that it's the right thing to do doesn't always work. To fight for decriminalization is to fight for basic human rights. Hmm. And then he said if a country that uh, we worked in as the United States intelligence community was arresting a woman because of their gender, we would absolutely do something about it. Ultimately, the United States is safer when our partners respect basic human rights. That's bizarre. Yeah. He is gay. And then he, I'm learning. Oh. He said this about our current president. He said, We have a president we have we have the president's total support this is an American value and this is United States policy. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm like, do you think it's a bad thing or a good thing?
1: Um, I mean, not that I know everything about foreign policy. I'm not, you know, I'm not he- majorly up on foreign policy. Um, right. at the moment or ever. um, I think it's
0: a good thing, but listeners tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I, when he says it like that, that it's like, I can't trust you if you, if like you won't uphold the same uh, like morals and values, like I, I don't know the way that he phrased it made sense to me and I like understand that. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good thing. But then I'm also looking at, like, okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that, like, if, uh, like if the coronavirus, uh, like, uh, cure comes from the U.S. that we're just, like, not going to give it to them? Like, I, I don't maybe necessarily understand what intelligence means.
1: Yeah, me neither. It's a good thing we're talking about something we do
0: not understand at all. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, but welcome to our new podcast, where we just <laughs> ask questions to the audience.
1: <laughs> I will say, listeners, please, if you want to or can
0: explain this to us and tell us whether it's good or bad. <laughs> he said something that I think is funny, which is, well, I will not likely be in this role for long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm seeing um, on Twitter that Donald Trump Jr. tweeted
0: about him in a good way so that can't be good interesting i don't know so that's that's uh, i need to i need to know more about this richard guy
1: yeah we'll do more research and hopefully listeners will chime in and then we'll discuss it again next week
0: and we'll we'll come to you with news on what's happening on the bachelor get it because he's chris harrison okay oh my god uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so in June, we get the Love Simon sequel, which is going to be called Love Creekwood, a Simon Verse novella. Which I cannot believe that there's a <laughs> <laughs> the Simon Verse. The Simon
1: Verse. Simon Man into the Simon Verse.
0: I kind of get it because there's the Simon book, the Simon movie. The Simon's spin-off show called Love Victor. Two Simon uh, the, books. Oh, well, I was gonna say the what's what's her face in the beats? The, Leah uh, on
1: the offbeat.
0: Yeah. And I, I guess this book as well. So I'm like, oh, I I do understand that you're creating a Marvel cinematic universe for this. It comes out 6 30. So June 30th. June 30th. <laughs> <laughs> so prior. So the the weekend that Pride I guess was supposed to be, but it's coming out. I'm very excited for it. What's it about? Let's see. It's called Love Creekwood. You said. Yeah.
1: I guess it's probably about the school
0: then. So the royalties that the author is getting, she's donating it donating it to the Trevor Project. That's nice. Yes, and let's all remember that this is a straight woman that writes books from a queer perspective and she interviewed i think we talked about this a long time ago she like interviewed a bunch of people like on the trevor project or like with the groups in her yeah. community told their stories through her book something like that
1: i found what it's about okay it's been more than a year since simon and blue turned their anonymous online flirtation into an irl relationship and just a few months since abby and leah's unforgettable night at senior prom Now the Creekwood High crew are first years at different colleges navigating friendship and romance the way their story began on email. Oh, my gosh. And it's the epilogue, so there won't be any more books after this, apparently.
0: Can't wait to read. That's also around when the TV show comes out on not Disney+. Plus. So,
1: Oh, yeah, on Hulu, so I can watch it. Yeah.
0: But will I? We'll see. We should watch at least the first episode. Yeah. I'll probably. Up crushing through all of it, but we'll see. I'm gonna do one more because it's gonna be quick, and then we can do some yours. Okay. Do you know anything about the Ansel Elgort stuff?
1: His nude, yeah.
0: Okay, so for the for the listeners, he posted a picture of himself in what seems to be a shower, and he's nude and he's covering up his um, genitalia. What's that? <laughs> And the caption is OnlyFans link in bio, which if you don't know what that is, basically it's a site where like you can sell your nudes. It, it, that's the long and short of it. And when you clicked on the link in his bio, it went to, was it the Trevor Project?
1: No, it was like a Brooklyn charity.
0: Oh, it was the GoFundMe page raising donations for frontline healthcare providers and small businesses in Brooklyn, New York. And everybody's like, oh. This is awesome because he knew that a shit ton of people would try and go buy this nude. <laughs> the nude also
1: got taken down from Instagram.
0: Oh, perfect. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to listen.
1: Okay, so my first thing to talk about is Queen Latifah. As everyone should know, I'm a big Queen Latifah fan. But for those who don't know, Queen Latifah has always been very like private about her sexuality, even though she has a girlfriend, and her girlfriend a while ago was pregnant, so they probably
0: have a baby. Okay. Uh,
1: so she went on Red Table Talk. Are you familiar?
0: Yes, love so, it. Never watched a full episode, but I do love it.
1: It's a lot of fun. It's Jada Pinkett Smith and Willow Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's mom. So it's th- it's three generations, if you will, of oh, Pinkett. Women. <laughs> Basically, it's just them sitting at a red table chatting. So this week's Red Table Talk was a girls' trip reunion which oh. yeah so it was tiffany haddish regina hall jada pinkett smith and queen latifah all at their separate homes video chatting and it was incredible i highly recommend everyone watch it but there's a part where they talk about celebrity crushes and queen latifah said a woman oh who'd she <laughs> say adriana lima
0: why do i know that name she's a brazilian supermodel oh that'll and do she... it i That's a red flag. (laughs) What do you mean a red flag? It's like a a purple flag. What? (laughs) Okay, keep going then.
1: Okay. So she said, basically they all said men, and then she went Adriana Lima, and she said it, you know how there's a way where, at least I've seen this, where like female celebrities say they have a celebrity crush on like, whatever female celebrity, and it's very clear that it's like a platonic thing. Like Michelle Obama or, or something would be like, I have a crush on Hillary Clinton, like because she's so powerful or whatever. That made me feel sick saying that. Um, <laughs> but, but this was clearly like a sex crush, like a like a I think she's hot crush. She was like, that's my girl. She's hot, and I was like, I can't believe this is happening, and no one's commenting on it. I haven't seen any like press about it or anything. She just was like. I have a crush on Adriana Lima, and they were all like, okay, and she just kept going. So I feel like I'm breaking this story that Queen Latifah acknowledged that she's a lesbian. That's what I meant by red flag. I don't understand. Like, it's a flag that she's a lesbian?
0: Yeah. I see. <laughs> like, like that's the that's the giveaway. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway
1: yep so anyway news outlets call me if you'd like to discuss this since we're breaking this
0: story i don't understand why more people don't have us on news bulletins because we've broken so many stories on our twitter we break a lot of news yeah like i mean we've been talking about how terrible ellen is for years now (laughs) yeah and we broke the Dwayne wade story and there are so many things on like twitter where where you've been like did you see this and then, like, a week later, everybody's, like, talking about it. Like, I I don't know. I feel like, not to toot our own horn, but... We're a reputable news uh, source. Thank you for listening, because you know where to get it. <laughs> 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 Which makes me think, should we? Okay, I, I say this in a, in a joking light. But uh, so if anybody's upset by it, call me out, whatever, it's fine. But should, so I know that we had the Kevin Spacey watch at the end of all of our like episodes a long time ago. Not to compare necessarily, because I do not mean to put these things beside each other. But like low key, should we start a watch on like just slowly watching Ellen's career get destroyed? (laughs) (laughs) Here's
1: what I have to say about Ellen I do not (laughs) think her career will ever suffer from any negative feedback. Really? Yeah. I think she's like Mel Gibson. Where like she can do terrible things and say bad things and like people will call her out for it. But she just has such a fan base that it's never gonna it's never gonna make a difference.
0: Really? Yeah, that's what I think. Well did you see all the stuff with her with COVID? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, so apparently, okay, hold on, let me, let me read this real quick so I may try to say it right. Basically, all of Ellen's, or some of Ellen's like crew and employees are like, we haven't been paid in over a month. And when they went to the um, producer at Warner Brothers, they were told that their pay was going to be cut and that they were having problems like paying, blah, blah, blah. And they were talking about like union stuff. And then uh, since the Ellen show has gone off air because of quarantining and stuff, apparently all of the crew are pissed because nobody from their company has, like, checked up on them. And, like, people have been working for that show for, like, 20-plus years now. So, like, everybody, uh, basically her entire organization is, like, really upset with her right now.
1: Well, I... The only stuff I knew about was her stuff with like Nikki Sings or whatever that girl's name is.
0: Oh yeah. Um the trans girl.
1: Yes, maybe.
0: Who, who like went on the show and like Ellen didn't like treat her very well and then she like went on a of talking spree about her?
1: Yes, Nikki Tutorials.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, she's like a she's beauty yeah beauty a beauty vlogger yeah there's all of that stuff this stuff and then there was the whole thing what two weeks ago when she was talking about comparing her home to prison yeah so i'm like i don't know some of this stuff is getting bad
1: i don't know i just feel like she has such a big like middle america fan base who's like not on twitter doesn't read entertainment news just like watches ellen for fun that is
0: true like Like the Christina's of the West.
1: The Christina's of the
0: West? In my mind, it's a mom, like, not in a coastal state, like, a lovely stay-at-home mom like my mom was. And my mom would watch, like, soap operas and daytime TV, like, all day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I can see what you mean, where, like, that audience is not going away. Yeah. The only way to take her show a way is to replace it with somebody else.
1: Right. And even then, I feel like people would still follow her.
0: Yeah. She she has, like, a hand in every pot. She hosted the Oscar. She hosted... Or she was a judge on American Idol. She was? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Was what? it with... Brit- I can't remember if it was with Britney Spears or if it was the year after Britney Spears. No, Britney Spears was X Factor. Okay. Ellen... American Idol judge. She was a judge for season 9 and she only did it for one season.
1: When what year was that?
0: Maybe my shirt inside out.
1: My shirt's inside out. Oh my god. <laughs> I've been wearing it since last night.
0: Anyway, I don't have to, I'm not going to turn it around right now. It was 2010, January to May of 2010 interesting go ahead and do another one
1: okay oh okay little fires everywhere
0: okay yes
1: are you watching
0: no me neither but (laughs) i did watch the first episode are you going to keep watching no
1: okay so we've both read the book yes and it turns out the show added two queer plot lines what i know literally where so one of them is izzy is queer okay you remember izzy yeah that i mean that
0: tracks yeah it makes sense but then the other thing is that mia is queer yeah remember sorry let me rephrase that reaction i when i watched the pilot i sent you a picture of mia and her girlfriend on the subway and they were like holding hands
1: oh right 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 i was like that was not in the book robert you cannot tell me it was
0: but i didn't know where they were going with that it was just kind of like oh yeah she like maybe dated a girl in the past
1: well she did and the girl was anika noni rose
0: oh i didn't even recognize her wow good for her
1: and apparently there's like a whole episode about it it's with carrie washington and anika noni rose and or maybe it's with the younger carrie washington person Yeah, Little Fires Everywhere airs groundbreaking black queer love story. Anika Noni Rose and Tiffany Boone give life to an unforgettable student-teacher romance. The power of seeing two black women in love on our television screens is momentous. Listen, I agree.
0: Mm, They obviously didn't watch Black Lightning.
1: Well, that was a black woman and an Asian woman. Oh, I guess the first couple was two black women.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that bar.
1: I did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but only the gay parts. <laughs> but that's true. Black Lightning did have a uh, two black women
0: lesbian couple. That's so groundbreaking, Hulu. Yeah, um, dear little fires everywhere. That's interesting. I think that that makes that fills a hole that was kind of missing in Mia's character in the book. Do I think it's necessary to the story? Not not really. It does kind of make sense for a couple of other things in her past. But, like, okay. It also does make the relationship between Izzy and Mia like that there's a reason that that exists.
1: Yeah, it makes it, it's more, it has more substance to it.
0: Yeah, because in the book, it's a lot just of like, oh, yeah, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. Like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, your mom's crazy? Great, let's be friends. <laughs> oh, have you seen? The trailer for legendary no it's that show um that okay. what's our face from the good places is doing
1: oh jamila jamil
0: it's the like ballroom competition show there's already a trailer yeah it's coming out on hbo Max. um it comes out may 27th i would love for you to watch it it's a ballroom right.
1: shot of Jamila.
0: Three, the one ever
1: been. That looks fine. I'm kind of
0: excited for
1: it. It- Okay, my cat is trying to eat me alive. Sia. Stop biting me. Get- your mouth off my hand. Okay. She literally had my entire finger in her mouth and she was chewing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it looks really cool. Like the ballroom part looks great. I just
0: can't get the taste of Jamila Jamil out of my mouth. Interesting. I, I'm i kind of withholding my judgment on her until I see like how mu- how like what the, how mu- how involved in the actual show she is like if it's one of those things where she pops in for like one or two episodes or if she's like the head judge at the table yeah if she's the head judge i'll be like i will be annoyed yeah but if she's like a celebrity guest whatever fine i i don't care like there are straight people that guest host on drag race and then like have a say in what the girls look like so like it's something i think i expected but if it's yeah if it's she's one of the featured like anchor judges then that's that's definitely not the worst thing in the world but definitely not great yeah i would agree will you be getting hbo max no yeah same one piece of news that is really fast um nico tortorella said in his insta story the other day that he's verse so there's that okay i don't need to know that <laughs> thanks for sharing so, the way he did it he shared this meme that's like a whole bunch of people Doesn't nico use they in pronouns in, yep yes they do and i think we've talked about this multiple times so i apologize nico <laughs> They posted an Insta story with a whole bunch of people sitting and it says like how different sexual positions would sit. So it's like, this is how a top would sit and this is how a verse top sits and verse and verse bottom and bottom. And they pointed an arrow to top and then they put another one over to verse and they put, uh, but more here, it depends on the day, y'all.
1: Oh my Um,
0: God. And it's attached to a picture of them putting their hand into their like boxers so nico's just on a roll this quarantine season <laughs> i just don't need to see that
1: <laughs> i don't need to know that i don't need to know anything about nico tortorella <laughs> what's the what's the valerie cherish line no to self i don't want to see that yeah no to self i don't want to see that <laughs> i actually said um, that last week but you didn't clock it <laughs>
0: you did yeah oh i'm sorry here's me asking for it (laughs) okay so from here on out all the things that i have to talk about are upcoming things so go ahead and finish your your list
1: well the only other thing i wanted to talk about was that this sunday there's going to be a stephen sondheim birthday concert yes with like all the famous broadway people possible
0: and i think we will definitely be talking about it next week is all i wanted to say (laughs) <laughs> absolutely I assume that it's going to be 11 hours long
1: yeah well there are like 400 people performing
0: even though there's nothing to do when even when Gaga did her the global citizen concert I was like Gaga that's like a 13 hour concert I'm not gonna watch all of that and I literally only watched her portion because they announced what time it was coming on and so for the Sondheim thing I'm like i might just watch it the next day and like flip through
1: that's probably what i'll do
0: i've already texted you about this and told you how i feel about some of the people performing yeah i mean but i also love that it's not like it's not like an official sondheim concert it's being run by broadway.com it's not like sondheim's like the it's not i feel like we should look at it as like one of the big like staged filmed concerts for his birthday
1: yeah definitely
0: and it's more of a like hey this is happening so like let's sing
1: it's more of just like let's all party in our living rooms and sing or probably Patty yeah. in her
0: basement I she's a social media superstar she is she's the only person on social media the day she gets a TikTok we're we're doomed
1: <laughs> listeners if you haven't seen them please go to Patty LuPone's Twitter and watch
0: her basement videos okay so let's do it let's talk about a secret love oh <sighs> yeah
1: so this is a movie that is coming out next week the trailer or it comes out tomorrow it comes out the day this episode is released and the trailer was released a couple days ago and we both watched it independently and both sobbed at it it's about two a lesbian couple who have been together for like 65 years and they were in the league of their own team and that's the whole movie (laughs) They were never a public couple. They weren't out to their families or anything. They were just like friends who lived together for like 60 years. And then they only recently came out to their
0: families. It looks so cute. I would have loved it even if it was just we've been secret lovers for our entire lives. Like, but, like it, even if it was just the romantic side of the story and not the baseball side, I still would have loved it. Like, the parts yeah, of the same. trailer that got me were the more romantic aspects of it. And then it's also, like, oh, hey, like, this is what it was like to be a lesbian in the 40s. And, like, that whole aspect, I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, a really cool documentary. And then it's like, oh, guess what? They're also, like, famous <laughs> And, like, none of their family knows. And, like, all of these other things. And I was like, this is a great idea for a documentary and i cannot wait to watch it tomorrow or today i guess and i texted you this earlier today and i said that i would say on the podcast so here i am saying it we like all know and we've talked about how ryan murphy like got that like multi-job deal with netflix where he was like gonna commission like a certain number of things for netflix and that a lot of it still is being developed but that we've gotten the politician out of it we're getting the prom musical movie out of it. got Circus of Books out of it, which we'll talk about today. And now we're getting this. And I was like, I'm so glad that he very easily could have dropped, you know, seven different versions of a show like The Politician and done just as well. But that he's like taking the time to produce these stories that like, we'll talk about it later, but like Circus of Books would not have been produced by anybody else besides oh, yeah. Ryan Murphy. And and he very easily could have passed on it, but he didn't. And that's what I'm like, I didn't feel that until I watched the Secret Love uh trailer. And I was like, wow, what an underdog movie that is going to be brought to Netflix at the right time where everybody's gonna watch it. And I can't wait for it to ruin my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan Murphy is making really smart and big choices. Which I think is really cool to see from someone who sort of just could have made the same show forever.
0: Yeah. Um, And, like, the tagline that he has on it is two two lives, 65 years, one secret. I mean, (laughs) this does go back to what we were talking about last week, though, with Feel Good, that this is another, like, story of two lesbians, like, that have to overcome adversity. But I will say that because they're together for long, and it's more like a celebration of their relationship, it does come off in a better light.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely another story of like lesbians having to deal with coming out slash homophobia. But I think ultimately, probably what it'll be is
0: look at them now. Yeah, what got me was the shot of I guess one of the kids being like, all this time, I just thought that it was my two aunts. Like I never realized that they were together um or that was like a possibility and then the one part where well one of the women is like uh she's my whole she is my whole life yeah and i or no they were like what does she mean to you And she's like she she is everything to me and i uh, uh i can't wait congratulations ryan murphy i guess this is also a great segue into hollywood yes so hollywood ryan murphy's new series <laughs> is coming out may 1st yeah so next friday i have said i'm going to binge it and by i have said i mean i'm saying now okay <laughs> yeah, i was like have you said I think, yeah i, I think we're gonna binge it all in one day because i feel like that's a, that's a from how i watch the politician i think that's the best way to Watch Ryan Murphy shows. I would agree. Like I was talking to a mutual friend Bailey, and was like, "Now's the time to watch Glee." Like you have no escape. There's nothing to do. <laughs> no escape. Just sit down. It's like a fun, lively show. I was like, "There are six seasons. There are like four million episodes. Just like bang through it. It'll take you forever." So I think I'm gonna do that with Hollywood. <laughs>
1: That's how I feel about American Horror Story. It's like, if it was a streaming show where it all came out at once, I would have loved every season. But because so many of the seasons were like, here's eight episodes of Explanation, and now it's getting scary in episode nine, and there are only 10 episodes, I feel like it's harder to, at least for me, the reason I stopped watching American Horror Story is that I couldn't
0: stay into it from week to week. That's very fair. American Horror Story, as we've talked about in our Ryan Murphy episodes, like is a um, concept that I think is now done. Yes, I agree. And, and they have a... I think the problem that they set up is their seasons are actually too long. I think they should be about half because they, they, they try to stretch an idea out exactly. To its yeah. it, it kind of like makes it boring. And much like American Horror Story, they cast for Hollywood is insane just to name a few we have david Cornsweet, who i'm sure i'm saying his last name wrong but he was in the politician he was great jeremy pope who another thing that we discovered because he was in the view the bridge the, the view the, upstairs yeah the view upstairs which we talked about in like our third fucking episode of the podcast. So Yeah, we made Jeremy Pope,
1: not his two tone
0: nomination. You, I mean really you could you could say that we talked about Jeremy Pope and then the Leah stuff happened and Ryan Murphy just found us. He could have watched or listened to our episode about Jeremy Pope and discovered him that way. That it could it's a possibility. It, it, yeah <laughs> Like none of those things could have not happened. <laughs> All right, keep going. Patty LePound. Yes, of course. Uh, Dylan McDermott, Holland Taylor, Darren Press, who notably is playing a straight guy. Samira. Which I'm very we- about. Am I saying her name correctly? Samira Weaving. Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. Queen Latifah, Laura Harrer, um, Jane Picking Harrier Jane Picking, Jim Parsons, Joe Mantello, and like just like it, it's gonna be so good, but let's talk about about what it's about because that's also interesting. and I have questions. So the limited series will focus on an aspiring group of performers, parentheses some fictional, some based on real people, like Rock Hudson.
1: Yeah, Rock Hudson is fully in the trailer.
0: Yeah. Who come to post World War Two Hollywood, which crazy in hopes of making their dreams come true unfortunately they encounter the same kinds of prejudice like homophobia racism sexism that pervade the rest of america at that time the group also encounters tinseltown eccentrics ranging from nutty actors to the diva wife of a studio boss to a hustler that runs a brothel out of a gas station
1: jesus there's a lot going on
0: yeah yeah um, and apparently some of the, like, uh, so we've both seen the trailer and if you haven't seen the trailer, go ahead and watch it. But in it, they talk about like rewriting Hollywood history and like, if you could retell that story, how would you retell it? Right. And I have questions about that. Like what? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit up. Oh, okay. Because now I'm impassioned about this topic. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you think that that means that Ryan is being like, here are these fictional actors and I'm going to tell you that they got really famous at that time period. Or do you think that they're going to like rewrite history in that time and that will be the show?
1: I think Ryan's just saying, here's an imagined version of Hollywood where black people and Gay people were able to thrive.
0: And that idea like turns me on. Like I'm excited to see that. But I know that he can fuck it up. The only thing that makes me feel a little bit better is that it's being built as a limited series. Yeah. and Granted, American Horror Story started as a limited series, and now there are like eleven seasons. Right. But I'm kind of really into it, and you're right. The trailer did feature like a lot of. Gay conversation, a lot of like race conversation, and I I'm excited. Ryan directed the, the pilot, so we all know it's going to be a good first episode. <laughs> Janet
1: Mock directed a couple
0: episodes, also. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I like that. I like that they're doing things other than pose together. That like it's it's actually kind of nice to know that like they have an actual working friendship and relationship instead of just like ryan being like yeah this is my trans friend janet Mark.
1: yeah no definitely i definitely agree something else about the trailer i think the music in it is so good like the way they
0: use the music uh, absolutely
1: i've actually watched it a couple of times just to listen to the music
0: really yeah oh so i was talking to a friend of the podcast Kira Benton about Hollywood very briefly. She's going to be so mad that I'm bringing this up on the podcast. And I was like, Oh my gosh! Like the trailer for Hollywood came out. Here's the trailer. She responded and was kind of like, eh, I'm not into it. And I was like, How? Like everything, everything that you could want is just in here. We know it'll go downhill because it's Ryan Murphy, but like it, it will at least start good. And she was like, I'm kind of done with Ryan Murphy's obsession of rewriting history. And I was like. What what do you mean? He's never really done that before. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, well, I guess like a lot of Poe's recently has been like taking real facts and twisting them into the fictional characters. And I was like, Feud was like a dramatized version, I guess. Uh, But when you look at American Horror Story with things like Roanoke and even going back to like the first season, like randomly they incorporate the like Black Dahlia killer into the house that everybody was living in. And like, I, I, I started to realize that he kind of like does rewrite history in a lot of his shows.
1: Yeah. I hadn't thought about that.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I like then started thinking about the shows that he's done. And I tried to think of like, if there's one show that he's done that did not include some sort of like rewrite of history, Glee. and the only one i could think of was glee yeah. yeah um like glee but glee would poke fun at the past and like would like i feel like sue would definitely have a lot of lines of like you know i was there when something cra- i was on the moon before we landed <laughs> on something uh-huh. like something like that <laughs> that's a direct quote from glee i believe <laughs> yes you'll find it in season seven you know what i mean though yeah i wouldn't count that for Glee, though so i was like wow glee really is the only original ryan murphy show
1: oh jesus christ yeah, well, so nip Nip-tuck.
0: Niptuck, yes but i feel like a lot of the you could say that a lot of the surgeries that were happening on the show were inspired by like the crazy things that were coming out of like botched and other gotcha like california things maybe the like dramatic aspect of the show was not a rewrite of anything but thank you Kira for bringing that to our attention because I, I never looked at his stuff like that before
1: yeah me neither the last thing I want to say about the Hollywood trailer though is there was a new profile of Patty Wapone this week where she talked about the fact that she has a sex scene in it
0: did she say it with who?
1: no but you like see a little bit of it in the trailer oh but apparently she wait let me read the
0: quote she
1: says have i seen you do a sex scene before i've never seen you bent over a stair railing before that's for sure and she goes god bless ryan i don't know what else to say what? it's an amazing profile at patty lapone by the way if you just google patty lapone i'm sure it'll come up
0: that is i can't even process that
1: yeah, so I just, since
0: we see a little bit of it in the trailer, I just wanted to make sure everyone was aware of that quote. I do think that it's crazy that she's doing the show, because did you show me, or did you see the quote from her about, like, being on television? I showed you that. Yeah, where she's, like, I mean, it was your quote. You can talk about it if you want.
1: It's from the same
0: profile. Oh, okay.
1: I got a telephone from call from my agent saying that Ryan Murphy wanted to do an episode of Glee around me. It would have been Patti Lapone on a plane— I have no idea what the plot was. I assumed the plot. Patty was <laughs> Patty Lapone on the plane. I immediately said no. No, 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 no. I cannot afford to be Patty Lapone out of this business. <laughs> I'm not Cher. I'm not Britney Spears. I'm not Madonna. I'm still a working actor. And if I do this, I will be Patty Lapone on TV for a long time and I won't get work. They were shocked that I said no. I told Ryan, I'll be in it if they want me to be me, but you can't do an entire episode around me. So I did the one episode in Sardis with Lee Michelle. <laughs> Everything always comes back to Leah Michelle. It really does. But that's all she says about it because then the interviewer changes the
0: subject. Interesting. Because, yeah, I want to know what her change of heart was because she does do... Is it Coven? Yeah, she's in, yeah, she's in Coven, Coven. For maybe two or three episodes as, like, yeah. at Hawkeye's mom. But um, it's, like, one of her best performances. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. She's incredible in it. And then she, you know, notably from our podcast postcast was in the second season of Pose last year and she was in I'd say five episodes maybe she um, was a lot and had like a really really nice arc I mean the phone call at the end of the season alone was so good and now it seems like she's going to be an even bigger bigger character in Hollywood and I I, I feel like that's such a change the original statement and maybe it's because in that time she has in a way stepped away from theater and like stepped down from theater and kind of like is backing off of everything so maybe this is her time where she's like yeah okay like this is what i want now in my career
1: yeah i wonder if also she was sort of like i'll get involved in the ryan murphy universe because she only started getting involved once the ryan murphy thing was like sort of a big deal like she didn't come in for the first season of American Horror Story she came in for the third season and then she waited a while and then came in for Pose and Hollywood which were both once like Ryan Murphy was really established
0: as like the person you know Mm, that's really true like I feel like for a while there it was just kind of like Jessica Lange collecting awards yeah and not really like showcasing Ryan and now I feel like yeah Ryan is kind of like Separated himself from the business, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's gonna. It's. I feel like Kenny Ortega was like that for a long time, where it's kind of like, oh, like you have to do work with Kenny Ortega. Does that make sense? No, that does make sense. And I feel like that kind of is what Ryan is turning into. So I think you're totally right that maybe that's what she saw, especially since he doesn't really have Sarah Paulson's not working for him right now. Jessica lang isn't working for him right now, like yes that midler is in that show and in the politician and maybe that's why she came on to hollywood (laughs) um but she definitely is filling like a gap in the ryan murphy cinematic universe right now tele telematic i don't know
1: so this week we watched two things instead of one except we only asked you to watch one of them but if you did watch circus of books congrats
0: because so did we (laughs) yeah and if you're finding out about this movie it just came out on netflix so you're not too far behind
1: yeah we both watched it this morning
0: <laughs> before we <laughs> recorded
1: we discussed it last week so you should sort of be familiar with it already but it's the movie about the gay porn store owned by this like nice straight jewish couple i feel like just to start off i for a lot of it really did not like the mom
0: same i felt Hard like same
1: not only because they talked about how she sort of, like, wasn't really comfortable with the gay porn,
0: but also because she was just, she just was acting rude to everyone. I mean, they don't hide it. Like, one of the first lines of it is that, like, the mom is tough. Yeah. But she but she means well and get, just gets the job done, which I think is interesting because, okay, sorry, um, this is, like, one of my favorite topics in this documentary because I think she's such a crazy character because part of it is like, she's profiting from a culture and a group of people who she also at the same time, like does not believe in necessarily. And when all of that kind of comes to fruition, I was like, this is where it gets interesting. But then you also think that like, this is a story that's being told by her children, which I think is one of the most interesting parts of the documentary. A they're sort of, it's kind of new information to some of them as the documentary unfolds. And the other part is that, like, they are given the task of putting their parents in a certain light to a large audience. Right. And a mom came across in the documentary as a really unlikable person. And so I'm like, is this, it, it doesn't seem like that's what the kids... Thought of her or think of her, but then like if they they're the ones that made it. And I, I expected like them both to be the both of the parents to be like the dad.
1: Me too, totally. I expected them both to be like super chill, super like down with the gay community. I loved the dad. I thought he was very woke.
0: And I and not to do not to spoil anything because I do think everybody should watch it. It's a it's a good time passing documentary but she, the there's a there's a sequence in the movie where she is given the chance to not be homophobic essentially <laughs> and, yeah and she decides to and, be homophobic and, and fails and that like clearly later in life that is not her way of thinking anymore but they completely glaze over the intern and the intern the oh sorry <laughs> Like the t- they they completely glaze over the time in between, and I was way more interested in just that that period of time. Like a Me woman too. who owns a gay bookstore, but you know, is uh, made all these bad decisions. I think that's one of the most interesting parts of the documentary.
1: Definitely, because then it's just like she joins a group. <laughs> Try not to spoil anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she doing... like does a lot of positive towards yeah, the end she, of the documentary She does
1: a lot of work to become not
0: homophobic anymore here's something non-spoiler she says that she became the poster child of somebody that she should have followed in her past
1: yes and yeah yeah and she i just
0: wished we could have seen more of her doing that work to become that person absolutely I feel like and this is a note on her but I just thought about the whole documentary I feel like it's a very one-note documentary for about half of it and it really starts to turn when it gets into the AIDS epidemic and her relationship with her family and everything that kind of came out of the store I mean having Alaska Thunderfuck there as well was nice and so I think that while watching it if you can really get past the beginning of just like introducing which will feel like it's taking forever there it does get very nice and very good uh i feel like that's my
1: problem with documentaries is that the beginning is always just so much introducing my two favorite documentaries both just sort of like dive right in and are like you know this is about let's just do it that being wiener and tickled
0: (laughs) i literally was like can i guess is it gonna be wiener and tickled it is Wiener. Um, it? I was thinking about watching Wiener the other day. Um, you should. It's um,
1: so good.
0: I was going to say, I think that that's maybe why I like the format of docu-series more than documentaries, because I feel like documentaries, you have to like waste like so much of the runtime just introducing you to the topic. And then it's like spending the last half hour being like, oh, my God, but listen to all this crazy stuff now that you get it, where docu-series can really spread out that information over time. So when you start watching it, it's not like you're watching three episodes of introductory things and then crazy stuff at the end. You know what I mean yeah,
1: yeah no I agree uh, with
0: you. While I don't think that this would have made a good docu series, I do think that out of the weird offbeaten documentaries that you and I have seen in our friendship, which I would say is a lot. yes. <laughs> this like go- is up to those standards. like it it was good yeah definitely was it as what was the one that we saw about the guy whose like sister was the one was murdered in that alley
1: oh my god um
0: and he like reenacted it it yeah it was something kitty
1: um it was about kitty genovese it was called let me google the witness it was called the witness
0: yes oh my god that oh. was five years ago I think about the movie a lot because to me, that is an okay documentary. (laughs) (laughs) It falls into the documentary trap where it like introduces the topic for an hour and then has a really cool, yeah. And so when I was watching this, I was like, yeah, this reminds me of that movie. It was a good documentary. (laughs) Anyway, on a scale of one to uh, five, where would you rank Circa's books? I would say three and a half same nice maybe maybe in court with a quarantine skew i'll put it up to four but wait, well, yeah three and a half seems right okay yes lazy susan
1: so we asked you to watch this with us i'm sure no one actually did
0: yeah and you know what that's okay
1: here's what i will say okay why was mm-hmm. this movie made <laughs> because So it was written by Sean Hayes and the girl who plays the best friend and the girl who plays the brother's wife.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So my question is, when they were writing this, who, like, did Sean Hayes come to them and be like, hey, my friends, let's write a movie where I play a woman, but it's not, I mean, personally, speaking as myself, I didn't think it was transphobic at all because there was literally never a joke about sean hayes being in a dress
0: yeah but why was he like i think it was more drag than anything but i also don't think that it was drag so i mean even sean was like it's not drag I think it was literally just him playing a woman
1: yeah i feel like it was like a throwback to shakespeare times
0: exactly like it 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 was him playing a woman with no intention yeah it was a very innocent play at women and it wasn't like him being a woman and it's like ah like period suck. Like it wasn't like a caricature of like what a guy thinks a woman is. <laughs> yeah. And
1: honestly, the fact that the character was a woman almost didn't matter.
0: Yeah, like I okay, here's what I'll say about the movie. I liked it. <laughs> I think it was I think it was boring. <laughs> Yeah. Um but I think that's just the style of the movie was boring, and the movie itself was like not necessarily original but i i I was really into it. I really liked it. I did get emotional um I didn't necessarily cry but i i when uh you know if I doubt we're inspiring anybody to go watch this movie, so like at the end <laughs> yeah when, when her and Alice and Janney become friends. Yes. I got like weirdly emotional. And I no, was, and was like, wow, like I, I will admit, I've been very open on the podcast before. Like I will admit, I definitely have people like that in my life and was almost, almost on the brink of being like, I should text them and, and oh my like, God. see what's up. Like, that's how moved I was. Did I? No. But I thought about it. And so if uh, I've always said that like, if a movie can affect me in that kind of way, then that means that I've liked it. It might not be good, but like, but that I liked it.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I will say it also had a crazy cast. Speaking of Alice, it Channy.
0: really did. Margot Mardale. Um, well, the woman that played the brother's wife, I've recognized in other things. She's not a big actress. Um, I googled like, her.
1: She's been in like everything.
0: Yeah, she's been she's been in like one episode of everything that you could imagine. She's like yeah. the Judy Greer of television. Um yes. Margot um thank you for bringing her up her, from the front jump. She was amazing. Yes, she was perfect. She the bit with her turning on the the, the- humidifier, <laughs> sure. humidifier. Yeah. I I love it. the only thing that I didn't necessarily understand was towards the end of the movie when Sean Hayes's character is like I'm actually not turning into our father. I'm, I'm realizing that I'm actually turning into you. I didn't get it. I was like, Are you saying that your mom is lazy? And then, like, her reaction to hearing that was not positive. So I, I, but it felt, but like, cinematically, it felt like some sort of like big realization. And I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I feel like it was, she wasn't saying she was lazy. She was saying that
1: she was really negative.
0: Oh. And like, had a negative outlook on life. Okay. I can totally behind that i i enjoyed it i think allison Janney was perfect she was also kind of like her something about her makeup she looked really different it was i feel like very well executed shitty makeup it was very cheap makeup done really well yeah yeah that's what it was correct me if i'm wrong but this character not necessarily the personality but her portrayal of the character is the most her that I've seen her be in a long time. Like, she's I, not putting on any sense of character. I agree, for sure. I also want to know how she chooses Project. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like this was probably Sean Hayes just, like, asking his friends.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: But even think back to, like, Tallulah. There was no reason for her to be in that movie. But, like, she, she's amazing in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's
1: in, like, everything. Like, do scripts just come like, onto her desk? And she's like, yeah, sure, why not?
0: I don't know, and like, let's not forget that like she still has mom, yeah, and she could just totally survive off of just that. So, and she just, has all
1: her West Wing money.
0: Yeah, big fan, big fan of Alison Janney. Should I watch West Wing? Maybe at some point. I haven't seen The West Wing, but I I really enjoyed it. I think Sean Hayes is more of an actor than I think I realized he was, which I think is maybe his reason for making it that makes sense yeah oh but to answer something that you said earlier i think that this was maybe i got a sense that like maybe this was a character or a bit that he does with his friends and they were like oh Oh. made a movie i i also was kind of like maybe they made a short because it definitely felt like a short film that like it felt so much like a short film and i was like oh maybe they like have been toying around with this for years and then like made a like real life movie about it i I don't know. I don't know. That's my guess. None of that is fact. Is that all we have to say about it? I guess. Like, I was into it. Do I think you have to run and see it? No. If you have to buy it, would I watch it? No. But, like, if it randomly shows up on Netflix one day or Hulu or somewhere and you just scroll past it, take it from me, it's, like, worth a watch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say it's fine if you just want to spend it an hour and 40 minutes
0: is that how long it was yeah oh yeah it feels like three hours (laughs) yeah Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah while watching it i was like this could have been eight minutes it really it's you're so right it is a short film yeah it maybe would have done better i don't know it also felt like an ifc film but that was just me no yeah for sure but yeah that's all i have to say about that so what do we want to watch for next week well i'm gonna be watching we're Secret love. here oh we're here definitely should talk about secret love i do think that maybe secret love is the only thing that we should you know require our listeners to watch it's our only homework but i i am gonna watch i think it's the first episode of we're here is this weekend yeah it premieres on oh it premieres oh it premiered yesterday <laughs> meaning tonight okay <laughs> So I will watch it and report back on it next week. I may watch it too. We'll see. Oh, fun. Oh, when episode two comes out. Oh, you guessed it. Next Thursday. (laughs) That that tracks. Wonderful. Great. Okay. Yeah. So definitely secret, a secret love. And
1: if you're interested,
0: we're here. Yeah. But otherwise, I guess, I guess we'll, we'll talk next week.
1: Yeah. Hold on. I'm cleaning my glasses. On my Inside Out shirt. (laughs) So I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.